I want to share with you today the revelation of Jesus. The revelation of Jesus. You know, when you read about the arrival of Jesus to earth, and you get a picture in your mind of the scene of the birth of Jesus, it's kind of astounding because there's only a handful of people there. This is, after all, the Son of the living God, the Savior of the world. There had been over 300 prophecies foretelling the coming of the Savior of the world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, prophecies. So there was an anticipation, an expectation of a coming Savior. Generations had talked about the coming of a Savior. The prophets had talked about the coming of a Savior. And yet when he finally arrives, you've got Mary and Joseph, you've got some shepherds, and you've got some wise men, some magi there. Now, in 1969, over a million people showed up to Woodstock. And yet the birth of the Savior of the world brought only a handful of people. Why is that? It's kind of astounding if you think about it. And the reason is that most people miss who Jesus really is. They miss seeing him for, for who he really is. You see, you need a revelation of Jesus. You need the Spirit to reveal Jesus to you. Otherwise, Jesus looks just like any other man. And a lot of people are looking at Jesus like he's any other man. He's just like another teacher. Uh, you could put him up there with uh, Plato and Socrates and, and others like that. Or, or he's a humanitarian. You could put him uh, up there with uh, uh, Mahatma Gandhi or someone like that. Or Jesus is a religious leader. You could put him up there with Muhammad or Buddha or someone like that. That He's just one among many. And that if you passed him on the street, you wouldn't notice anything special about him. Now, I know that many of you today think that if you passed Jesus on the street, you would know who he is. But I'm here to tell you that without revelation, he would look to you just like any other man. You see, the reason so many people missed the birth of Jesus it's because they hadn't received revelation. So the religious leaders missed it. They were the ones who knew the prophets. They knew the stories. They knew the coming of the Messiah. And yet for some reason, they still missed the birth of Jesus. The people of Bethlehem missed the birth of Jesus. Yes, he was there. That was in their presence. I mean, it's a pretty miraculous thing that a virgin would give birth. And, and, and I don't know how many people knew of the situation, but I, I know that there were a, a lot of people in the city of Bethlehem, but there weren't very many of them that showed up to the birth of Jesus. And you think, well, maybe if they had had a personal experience with Mary and Joseph, maybe if they met them personally, they would get a sense and know. But even the innkeeper who said, there's no room in the inn, but there's a, a stable out here that you can go out to and, and you can occupy this place so that you can have your child out there. Even the innkeeper missed it. And people all over the world today are missing who Jesus really is. And although they have a, a manger scene on their fireplace, 
and they have uh, stickers and they go by the, the, the quoted saying, Jesus is the reason for the season, yet they don't really know who Jesus is. They don't really have a perception because the Spirit hasn't revealed to them who Jesus really is. And I came here today to speak to you in the hopes that Jesus would be revealed to you. I came to you today and I have prayed and I have read and I have studied and I have prepared for one purpose. And that is that by my words, the Holy Spirit would reveal to you who Jesus really is. I don't want you to be one of those people who missed it who read the stories, who know the prophecies, but missed it. I don't want you to be some of those people who he's near, but they just didn't realize. I don't want you to be one of those people that he passes on the street and you missed it. I want you to get a revelation from the living God of who Jesus really is. I want you to truly be able to say that he is the reason for my season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The reason they missed it is because without revelation, Jesus just looks like anybody else. The baby Jesus just looks like any other baby. Now, I've said this a lot in my life. When I look at babies, newborn babies, uh, they all kind of look alike to me. And I think that's kind of a guy thing maybe, but it's just the truth. Now, I know some are fatter than others and skinnier than others, and some have more hair, and, and they're, you know, maybe a different color, skin color. Uh, but the truth is you could kind of just lump them all in a bunch, and I wouldn't really be able to recognize one from the other very well. Uh, and maybe it's because men aren't really paying attention that much. I don't know. But as they get older and they get to be, you know, 60, six months, 18 months, a year old, you start to recognize their face and it becomes uh, more of a, a real thing to you. And, and so I've said a lot, I can't, I, uh, babies all look the same to me. And, you know, it's, it's true in this sense too, that if you don't have a revelation of Jesus, then the baby Jesus just kind of looks like all other babies to you. It's just another baby born and another time. And, and even though your mind can ascribe to baby Jesus, all of the things that are taught to you in church and taught to you in the Bible, there is more than that. There's more than an intellectual understanding. There's a revelation of who Jesus really is. And I want to uh, tell you about the people who came and were there at the birth of Jesus. The handful of people were there because they had a revelation of Jesus. Mary was there because the angel told her, you're going to give birth to something, someone, the Christ born of God. Joseph had a dream. God spoke to Joseph and told him, what is in Mary is born of the Holy Spirit, and he shall save the world from their sin. The shepherds were there because the angels appeared to them and told you, told them, we bring you uh, great tidings of good joy. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord. Even the wise men, the magi, were led there by the star. They, they saw the star and they came all the way from the east. And they were looking for the king of the Jews. They were looking for the Savior of the world. Each one of them who were there had had some kind of special revelation given to them so that they would go after, seek out, and worship the Savior of the world. Uh, I think of the Magi who came from far away, and yet there were people who were nearby, close in proximity to the birth of Jesus, 
who had no idea, but people would come from afar so that they could find him and worship him. Oh, amazing, amazing. You see, when you get revelation, you will realize who Jesus is and it will draw a response out of you. You will be drawn to go after Jesus, to worship Jesus and to offer him yourself. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I pray today that you get revelation. You see what revelation is, is it is a witness in your spirit. Some of you know Jesus in your mind alone. You have an intellectual understanding of what the Bible says about Jesus. You, you grasp the concept of the birth of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the divine nature of Jesus. You get it in your mind. But I'm here to tell you that you need more than an intellectual understanding. You need a revelation. A revelation is like this, that you're in the dark and someone is explaining to you what's in the room. That's intellectual understanding. Someone's explaining to you in the dark what's going on in the room. Revelation is when someone turns the light on and everything is seen instantly and clearly. Revelation is when you get it not just with your mind, but with your spirit. Oh, some of you today, you've had conviction. You know, conviction of the Holy Spirit is nothing more than revelation. It is when God turns the light on and you see yourself for who you really are. You see God for who he really is. Thank you, Jesus. What you need is the truth laid bare before you. You need more than a preacher describing to you with words. You need the light turned on. You need the Holy Spirit to turn the light on in your life so that you receive revelation about who Jesus really is. And I want to talk to you today about revelation. And I pray that as I read these scriptures and talk to you about the revelation of Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit would enliven you to, to have a, a, a true picture of who Jesus really is, that the light would come on in the depths of who you are and you'd get a revelation of Jesus Christ. First of all, Jesus is the son of the living God. In Matthew 16, 15, Jesus said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And watch this. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Jesus said, you have a revelation given to you. It wasn't given to you by a man. It was given to you by God Almighty. You know who I am. I am the son of the living God. I came here today to tell you by the spirit of the living God that Jesus Christ, the babe born in a manger, is the son of the living God. He is not a man who was just used by God. He is not a teacher who just teaches the word of God. He is not just a rabbi who leads. He's not just a religious leader. He is God himself. He is one part of the Trinity. Hallelujah. He is the son of the living God. The babe born in the manger was not only conceived by the Holy Spirit upon Mary. He is the son of the living God. He is divine in nature. Hallelujah. 
You need to understand that Jesus, that babe born in the manger, was not just a person that God was going to use. He was God himself in the flesh. Hallelujah. Uh, Derek preached about it last week. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The, the God of heaven loved us enough that he came to be with us. Hallelujah. He came to be with us. He is God in the flesh. Oh, that little baby Jesus had a human body, but that body was God in the flesh. Thank you, Lord. You need to get the revelation that Jesus Christ is not a great teacher among many. He's not a religious leader among, among many. He is the son of the living God. He is divine. There is no one like him. Jesus, the Christ, the anointed one. Hallelujah, Jesus. You need the revelation of Jesus as the Savior of the world. Matthew chapter 1. Joseph was supposed to marry Mary. They were betrothed to be man and wife. But when he found out that Mary was with child and that he had not been intimate with her, he knew that. He decided to put her away privately. He didn't want to embarrass her and make a big deal about it, but he wasn't going to marry her. And when he had considered this, in verse 21, it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's this trend on the internet lately, and it's such a beautiful thing. There's a song that goes along with it, but it's really a stepchildren who are thanking their stepdad or stepmom for stepping in and raising them and loving them as if they were their own. And man, I just stopped this morning and just thought about Joseph. Who could have ran? No one could have blamed him. The girl he's supposed to marry is pregnant. And even if he had a dream, he could have thought to himself, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want any part of that. I don't want people asking me questions and wondering what's going on. I don't want the shame that's going on with that. I'm just going to be out of here. But what did he do? He obeyed the dream that he had. God told him, look, what's in Mary is born of the Holy Spirit. And what you need to do is marry her, make her your wife, name this child Jesus, raise him because he is going to save the world from their sin. Hallelujah. Can I just thank you, God, for the person of Joseph, for, for the father, the earthly father of Jesus who raised him so that he could become who was he was intended to become. In the manger, he was just a baby, and, and they would name him Jesus. But that baby would become the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of the world. You see, the baby didn't stay in the manger. The baby grew in wisdom and stature and the grace uh, of God and became a man and started his ministry and went about doing good, healing all people of, of, of sickness and, and delivering them and preaching the kingdom of God. And he, he walked into the temple and he opened up the book and he read the, the, the prophetic passage, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The 
babe in the manger became a man and the man would give his life for you and I. Ever since the beginning, we've been broken. Ever since the beginning, we've been broken. You know it. There are times in your life when you feel like you're a pretty good person. There are times when your life you feel like you've kind of got it all together. But there are also times in your life when the light of conviction is turned on in the depths of who you are. And you can't always explain it with words, but you know that you know that you know that you need a Savior. That there is nothing you can do, nothing that you've done that can excuse the sin that you've committed and the things that you've done. I am human like you. I have fallen just like you. I fall short of the glory of God. I know what it's like to be shocked at the depravity of our own lives. How that we can think things and do things that even surprise our own selves. Is there no limit to the sin that mankind will uh, take hold of and participate in. Is there no limit to how far sin will go in our flesh? Think about it today. If we are responsible for saving ourselves, then we are indeed lost forever. Generations before you and generations before you have known what you and I know today, that we long for a savior. Somebody has to come and do something. We look at the world and we see the world needs a savior. We keep killing ourselves and destroying ourselves. And, and, and while we can, uh, well, while we can reach across the world and contact each other instantly, we can't get rid of the hatred in our heart, the envy in our hearts and, and the jealousy in our heart. We can't stop people from hungering after power and wealth. We can't stop ourselves. We look at the world and we think maybe, maybe a political party will save us. Maybe capitalism will save us or maybe socialism will save us. But deep down, we know that all of these things fall short of the glory of God. They are a waste of our love and energy. And what we should do is look to the one who is coming for the prophecies foretold. Jesus is coming. The Messiah is coming. One person would come and he would be so good, so powerful, so mighty that he would save the people from their sin. Can I tell you today that the babe born in the manger came so that he could grow into a man, die on a cross, rise from the dead so that he could save you from your sin. Oh God, give us a revelation of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Jesus Christ, my Savior forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ, my Savior forever. He is the Son of God. We need the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And we need the revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. In John chapter 18, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 18, I want to read. It says, Therefore Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Let me just take a side note. and I want you to remember this. When you read in the Gospels, when Jesus has been arrested and is being questioned, that the only questions that he really answers are the ones about his identity, the who are you 
questions. Because it is so important that you know who he is. In fact, everything he's done is only important because it points you to who he is. Everything he's done, everything that they witnessed, every miracle, the feeding of the 5,000, the gospel message, everything was to point them to the knowledge, the revelation of who he is. So Jesus answered and saying, are you saying this of your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Now notice what's going on. Jesus is digging at Pilate. Pilate says, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus is saying, how are you asking this question? Why are you asking this question? Why is this important? Because without revelation, you can't really know the answer. Did you receive revelation when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? You see, Jesus is digging at them. How do you know this? Why are you asking me this? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? I am not a Jew, Pilate answered. Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom, watch this, is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to them. But as it is written, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Did you see that? Yes, you have said correctly. I am a king, Jesus said. For this reason I was born. Can I tell you something? Jesus was not born so so that we could perpetually remember the birth of Jesus so that we could always leave him in the manger, so that we could always think about him coming in that small, innocent uh, form, uh, uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes and Christmas songs. No, beautiful as it is, and as much as we celebrate the coming of the Savior, how amazing it is. No, Jesus was not born to be a baby. He was born to be king. I pray that you get revelation of Jesus Christ, not just in the manger, but on the throne. Glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is saying, I was born to be a king and to testify to the truth. Now, Pilate says, uh, Jesus says, everyone who hears the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? What is this little discussion about truth? What, why does Pilate say, what is truth? You know why? Because Pilate has an instinctive understanding that all of our perceptions are simply limited and flawed. I believe he's getting that and he's even grasped with what is truth and where can real truth come from? Because Pilate doesn't have revelation. While he's got the king of kings in his grasp, And he could ask him any question he wants to ask him. He doesn't really know who he is because he doesn't have revelation. Jesus came and he said, I came to testify to the truth. I came to turn the light on so the world would know that I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Pilate is standing there looking at him face to face and he just doesn't realize 
who he is. He doesn't have revelation. Oh, he's missing it. He's missing it. It's right in front of him, and he's missing it today. Who is Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Isaiah 9, 6 through 7 tells of Jesus. A child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this oh glory to God almighty a child will be born and upon his shoulders will rest the government Upon his shoulders, Jesus Christ was born to be king of kings. Can I tell you something? He is king of the kingdom of God. And he is king of those of us who are citizens of the kingdom of God. And we represent and we are ushering that kingdom into the world. But there is coming a day, and I believe it is coming soon, when the king himself will return with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and he will come back and he will rule. He will be a governmental king. He will rule with power. He will rule with justice, with righteousness. Glory be to our king. He is not just the babe in the manger. Get a revelation of the coming King Jesus. Now let's turn to Revelations chapter 1. This is the book of Revelations. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the middle of the lampstands, I saw one like a son of man, clothed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded across his chest with a golden sash. This is Jesus Christ. Watch this. This doesn't sound like the babe in the manger, this description of Jesus. His head and his hair were white like wool, like snow, and his eyes were like flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze when it has been made to glow in the furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man, and he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and of hell. Therefore, write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after these things. Oh, do you get a vision of the mighty God, Jesus Christ? Mighty in power, out of his mouth comes a sword that's two-edged. Yes, his feet like bronze, his hair white as snow. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
Glory to God. I love this description of Jesus. And in the book of Revelations, we see him described in greater lengths how that he is mighty in battle, how that he returns to make war with the governments of earth, how that he is victorious over all, King of kings and Lord of lords. Blessed be the Lord of God. Notice what he says to John the Revelator. He says, write these things down. And where does John write them down? In a book that we call Revelations glory be to the living God. You see what you need is what John had a revelation, not just words to your ears, but a revelation in your spirit so that the word that you've heard becomes life inside of you. What you need is a revelation of Jesus. You see, the reason there weren't a lot of people at the birth of Jesus is because there weren't a lot of people that had a revelation that he was coming. But to those who had a revelation, they had a response to Jesus. First, they did this. They would come to him. The shepherds heard the word of the Lord. They heard the voice of the angel and they found Jesus. The Magi came all the way from the east. The star told them something. They followed it. Somehow they knew and they followed the star. And when they got to the city, they began to ask, where is he that's born? King of the Jews. And they finally found Jesus Christ. You see, when you get a revelation of Jesus, your life will be consumed with the pursuit of Jesus. Your heart will long for Jesus. You will look for any star, any sign, any word, any presence of Jesus. You will go into the scriptures. You will go into prayer. You will go into worship so that you can behold him one more time face to face so that you could look upon his glory. When you get a revelation of Jesus, you will go after him. And when you find him, you will worship him. There is no one who gets a revelation of Jesus who isn't in awe of who he is. When you get a true revelation of Jesus Christ, you will bow down and you will worship him. He is worthy of praise. His love is so great. His his love is so great. His life is so holy. The nature of who he is is so beyond the description of words that our response is to fall to our knees, to open our spirits and worship him in spirit and in truth. Glory be to the God Almighty. Glory be to Jesus, our Savior. Glory be to God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you will worship him. You will seek out Jesus when you have a revelation. You will worship Jesus when you have a revelation. And then they brought him gifts. When you know who Jesus is, you want to give him something. And can I tell you, there's one thing on Jesus' Christmas list. Every year we have the Christmas list thing, right? We got to start with the grandkids because they come first. We got to find out what they want. And they start telling us stuff. And some of them just, they don't have much at all to think of, that they can think of. And others will give us a, a long list. And then maybe the parents, maybe they're, they're, they're our grown kids, their parents. We might ask what they want for Christmas. And we can figure out maybe what to get them. So we can get them something that they'll actually use or they want. And so the Christmas lists are going around. They've been going around for a while. And thank the Lord, Kathy does all the, the Christmas shopping because uh, uh, she's good at it. And I'm not. So... I'm grateful that our shopping is done and that part is pretty much over with. But if you were to ask Jesus what he wanted from you for Christmas, 
he would tell you one thing, I want you. The gift that Jesus wants from you is you. See, the reason he came into the world, yes, he died for everybody. Yes, he is the king of everybody. Yes, he is the savior of everybody, but he is also the savior of you. He died for all of us. But in the midst of that statement, he died for you. You need to get a revelation that Jesus came, that a savior was born, that a child has been given for you. That the reason that he came, the reason that he lived, the reason that he resisted temptation, the reason that he died on the cross, the reason that he defeated death and hell and rose from the grave, the reason that he's coming back is because he wants you. He wants to be in relationship with you. That's a revelation of the love of God. For God commended or sent his love to us. He expressed his love to us in the person of Jesus Christ that even when we were at our worst and were unworthy of being loved, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ said that he came into the world that if you would just believe in him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. The reason that is, is because God loved you. That God loved you. You see, when you get a revelation of Jesus, the response is this. It is to give yourself to Him. It is to offer yourself to Him. The most natural thing in the world that you can do, because you were born for it, is to give yourself to Christ. Is to offer yourself to God is to lay every aspect of who you are. Bring it all to him today. The good, the bad, the the, the mistakes you've made, the mess you've made, bring it all to him. I remember that when I came to Christ, when I had revelation of Jesus and I felt his love and I knew, I I remember offering Jesus what you could consider a broken vessel on the floor, like you dropped a glass and it shattered into a million pieces. And and that's who I was. And everybody else would look at the pieces and say, that needs to go in the trash. We'll just get a new one. But Jesus saw all of the mess of who I was. And he said, that's what I want. I'll take you and I will put you back together and I will make you new. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave one part of you separated from me. I am going to join you together with me eternally. When you get a revelation of Jesus and you offer your broken pieces to him, hallelujah, he becomes the son of God, the savior of the world and the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Glory be to his name. Some people don't understand why we say Jesus is the reason for the season. To them, it's really about humans being good to each other or Christmas presents or Christmas is all about family. And listen, That is good. Family is wonderful. It's a gift from God. 
Giving to each other is wonderful. Giving is a gift from God, for God was the first giver. Hallelujah. Celebrating to me is wonderful. Decorating. If you're going to celebrate, you might as well decorate. What a wonderful, amazing thing. All of these things are wonderful. I'm just, I, I love it. I love Christmas music. I love to hear Bing Crosby sing the oldies. I love Brenda Lee singing the oldies. I love all of those things. Every aspect of Christmas. Yes, I love it all. I enjoy it and look forward to it every year. But you know, the truth is this. Jesus Christ is the reason for the season. And the reason he is for Mylon Avery is because I've had a revelation of who he is. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He is the Savior of the world who would save us from our sin. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh God Almighty in heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray today that every person hearing me would get a revelation of Jesus Christ. I pray that he would become more than just a baby in a manger, just another person walking down the street. I pray that we would know him for who he really is. I pray, Lord, that we would have a, a, a true picture of Jesus Christ, a true understanding that no preacher could give us, no flesh and blood could give us. Oh, but the light would be turned on and everything would become clear to us. Glory be to the Lord. Glory be to the Lord, my God. Glory be to the Lord, my God. Some of you are receiving revelation today. Some of you are receiving conviction. You're seeing in your spirit who Jesus is and who you are. And you know today that something's got to be done. You're either going to turn and run away or you're going to turn to him and give yourself to him. And I want to encourage you today. You don't have to have every question answered. You don't have to be the bravest person in the world. Just turn to Jesus. Offer up to Jesus every broken piece. I don't care what sins you've committed. I don't care what kind of past you have or what kind of hangups you're living with today. Offer the good, the bad, the ugly, every part of your life to Jesus. He wants you. You are on his Christmas list today. Say to him, Jesus, I believe in you. I know who you are and I know who I am and I ask you to save me from my sin. I trust that you died for me and that you rose again for me and that because I believe in that and I trust in that, my sin has been cleansed. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes. Yes, and when you say that, when you believe that, when your heart is turned to him, then the revelation of your salvation has come. That's right. There is a, a spirit that is a witness to you that you've been born again, that you are a child of God. Could it be possible? It seems impossible. Could it be possible that just by believing and trusting in Jesus as the Son of God, the Savior of the world and the King of kings, trusting that he died for your sin and rose so that you could be cleansed, is it possible that something so simple could instantaneously take you from death to life. Take your destiny from hell to heaven. To take you as an orphan on your own to a child of the living God. And I'm here to tell you today, yes, just like that, you have become a child 
of the living God. Glory be to God. And I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you that you have revelation today of the son of the living God, of the babe born in a manger. Yes, I have visions of the babe born in the manger, but I have visions of the lamb upon the cross. Glory to God. I have visions and revelation of the soon returning king who rides on a white horse, whose hair is white as wool. Out of his mouth is a sharp two-edged sword. I have visions of who Jesus really is. He is my God. He is my Savior. He is my King. And today He is yours because you have a revelation of who He really is. Oh, when we leave this, when we leave this time together, I want you to do this. I want you to pursue Him. Follow, go after Him. There is more to know. He's going to un- unveil more of himself to you as you seek him in the word and prayer and in worship together and conversations with friends and times that you just sit and meditate and times that you sing songs about him and in times that you study the scriptures as you pursue him. He will reveal himself to you more and more from glory to glory. And as he reveals himself to you, oh, you will become more like him. You will enjoy his presence more and you will become like him and more united with him in your flesh even. Glory to God. 